qualquer lado, into a 3 fa. Motorhead theme. I just thought yeah. that was already a song, and he picked it. Uh, possibly. No. Yeah. They did a live performance at WrestleMania, I believe. It's pretty cool. Well, yeah, it's Lemmy. He'll do anything yeah, for money. <laughs> Remember that time he went on Nevermind the Buzzcocks and smoked a cigarette and then lit another one and put it in his ear for no reason. No. And eventually, he just walked off the stage, calling everyone a bunch of cunts. <laughs> and they literally got a person from the audience just to sit in and go, right. Hmm. <laughs> No, no. He seemed Good like for a, Lemmy. He seemed somewhere between uh, a complete arsehole and quite a nice man. Yeah. But uh, obviously now he's a dead man. So. Is he, is he yeah, he died on like Christmas, or like he he died on like Boxing Day, like two years ago, three years ago. Mm. He obviously wasn't ever on your Deadpool. No, I didn't expect him to ever die. Well, no, there was that. You know. He it was literally a, he went to the doctors on Christmas Eve and they went oh that's not good and then literally two days later he was dead. He should have got that mole checked. He should have. He probably shouldn't have started to continuing to smoke cigarettes with his ears. <laughs> oh yeah, he got ear cancer. Oh, I've got a spot in my ear just now. Actually, I could be ear cancer. Probably not. It hurts though because I picked it. Well, then don't do that. Ah, too late. <laughs> I did it again just now. And that hurt. <sighs> Um, oh, I'm making my thighs wet. <laughs> Shit, son. <laughs> out, of, out of context, it's not great. No. Um, yeah, no, I um, so I pulled my calf muscle during the week. Um, and I did this. Um, <clears throat> well, I, I know why it happened. But the actual final nail in the coffin no. was the ultimate, my God, I'm getting old moment I've ever known. Right. Which was, I was um, I was the wrong side of the road, and the bus was coming, and it's a double, uh, you know, it's like a, it's not a dual carriageway, but yeah. it's the for you, it's the bottom of Wellington Road where it sort of yeah. goes into a single road track, okay. and I had to get to the other side of the road, so I ran, and as I pushed off with my right foot, my calf just went nope, no, and yeah, imagine. You know that feeling when you know you're going to get cramp, but cramp hasn't hit? Yeah. That borderline where you feel like really odd. Yeah. It's like that 24 hours a day and you can't put any weight on it. Mm. No, not ideal. No. (laughs) (laughs) And the bus lovingly waited for me and he went, you're right, mate. And I went, really not. My thigh is wet, people at home, because I have an ice pack wedged between my calf and the thigh of my left leg. Um, which means, yes, my calf feels lovely and my thigh feels terrible. Yeah. Yeah, my th- Well, my thighs and calves and everything are feeling great. Well, That's because you jog everywhere. Yeah. So I think the other week I'd kind of done shit tons of run, and maybe too much. Mm-hmm. So I think that sort of week off, mm. uh, well, like five days off, um, helped a bit. Cause well, it always does, I'm right? Def- I'm definitely noticing a difference now because yesterday you can... So it was my longest sort of run yet, and like, time wise, and sorry, I go very loud. And um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely coping with it a lot better. So I've definitely mm-hmm. noticed a, an improvement. I don't know if you uh, 
still practice guitar or anything like that, right? But do you ever have... If I A couple of weeks ago, I, I was practicing, and then I took a week off. Yeah. And then I realized the weekend after, no, I am slightly better. You know what I mean? And I find that with most things. If you take five days off, your brain's your muscle memory's still with you. No, I quite nice. find that I look <clears throat> shit at all times. Um, and the last time I did have a bass out, um, I was just messing about for like half an hour. And then I had horrible cramps up my arms. I'm like, oh, I haven't done that. I can't do this anymore. It was like my arm, my hands were going old Bill Nye. Like. It's a bit weird. I've never had that. No. In twenty, in in twenty no. three years of playing up. guitar, it was cramped up. And I was like, eh. actually, it was one time. This was years ago. There was one time some the cramp thing, and I actually had to like grab these fingers and pull them to get them to straighten out because it was like along this bit, of my arm was all like tight and shit. I mean, that sounds terrible. That doesn't sound uh, cor- oh, was, correct must, at all. Yeah, it must be the other arm, but you know what I meant. I was just demonstrating there. I mean, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> Being all cramped up and shit. Yeah. No, that's not great. No. But also, I've never... How do you hold guitar that you would get cramped like that? Shit, I'm done. You, I'm shit Are you one of these people that hold it like that? You know what I mean? Where it's like, your, your arm goes round too much. Because obviously you're supposed to keep it nice and relaxed and straight. Yeah, maybe. If you hold it like that, then yeah, it's terrible for you. You do it like that. Okay, well, there you go. I don't I'm shit. Well, yeah, but you know, you've got YouTube. You've had YouTube for 15 years. I thought you'd have watched a video and gone, well, that's how you hold a guitar. I'm too busy watching funny dog videos. You're, you're too busy going, I know how to hold it. I wonder how to play it. <laughs> Which is most people online, oh. if you ever read the comments. Yeah. I've been le- trying to learn how to play uh, the, uh, not play, use the SP404, uh, right? Which is a, a sequencer. It's very yeah. popular. And every comment that's negative on a video before, you know, while I'm watching it, is just like, yeah, I knew that. It's like, well, then don't watch a tutorial. (laughs) (laughs) I've watched this video three times now and I knew it after the first time. Why are you showing me this again? (laughs) Because you click play, you dick. There's deeply, there's something deeply wrong with people. How long have my legs been crossed between ice? Longer than 15 minutes yet? How long have we been recording? Uh, 16 minutes, 57 sec, 58 seconds, right. 59 seconds. It's going on the floor. 17 sec- uh, minutes. It's going on the floor because it looks like I pissed myself. Yes. Oh. Oh. Also, I might use that ice pad for um, that crazy Timothy Ferris shit. See how that works. Remember where it was in the, the four-hour body oh. years ago, um, and they talk about the uh, beige fat. You ever seen that? Mm. Um, it's like in your upper back and your neck, there's beige fat, and you get that when you're a kid, right? Mm. There's white fat, there's brown fat, there's yeah. one in between. Beige fat basically burns quicker, I believe, and it burns to keep you warm. Right. But if you put like a cold compress on the top of your neck and the top of your shoulders and top of your back uh, for about 15 minutes twice a day, it's the same as taking like an ice bath. Mm. And ice baths make... This might be the wrong way around, but uh, for that one person who occasionally writes in when we do things wrong, shut up. <laughs> it makes white fat like beige... Or brown fat beige. 
and then it acts like the other fat. Basically, it means you can lose more weight. All right. Basically, doing it 15 minutes a day, I think it means you burn an extra like 80 calories an hour, which doesn't sound like much until you go, you're up 16 hours a day, and that's... Why do they pick 16? I mean, that's how many hours on, but most people are on. But that's... Um, hold on. So you carry the two. You do the... <laughs> it's too early. 160. 320. 320. Four, no, I can't do this today. 480. 480 plus 10 hours. 10 hours, obviously. 1200. You'd burn an extra 1200 calories a day. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. <clears throat> That's like a trip to KFC. Yeah. <sighs> But then, I don't know if you know the story of Michael Phelps. Not the guy uh, who killed people in that church. Um, that's not him. No. But, uh, but, you know, the swimmer. Yeah, okay, I the was thinking, oh, yeah, I was thinking Fred Phelps. That's somebody different. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't even know who I was talking about. I think a, a fictionalised version of the guy who runs the church for the West Baptist Church. Oh, that's right. Well, yeah, that's Fred. I was probably yeah. Michael going to be. Anyway, yeah. Michael Phelps is the Olympic swimmer. Yes. On a day he's training. No, okay. Yeah, sorry, right? I was going to say he didn't kill his wife, but I'm thinking of the um, I was thinking of Pistorius. Okay, yeah, he, no, he was a runner with no legs. Phelps didn't kill anyone. No, well, that we know that of. We know of yeah. Though he seems to be an asshole. Oof. But here's the thing: he's he's you know a swimmer, so he's thin, right? And you can see his abs and stuff. Yeah. How many calories does Michael Phelps eat a day when he's training? Six thousand. No, ten thousand. Oof. Yeah. Because you lose the weight in the cold water. Oh. Uh, Clever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been having cold showers recently. I always have cold showers. Well, just after, after I've been after I've been run, I'll, I'll do a cold That's shower. That's a lie. Um, the end of my, I'll have a nice warm shower. Oh, it's so warm. And then at the end, I will turn around and for a, a while, a yeah. few minutes, I'll make it colder. So that I don't sweat like a pig all day. That was, I find that works. My shower at my folks' house has got this, is it like a scaled shutdown or something? To help, it's some cleaner thing. Um, when you hit off, it mm-hmm. still goes for 30 seconds, but the water the, then just runs cold for the last 30 seconds. Okay. Um, it's supposed to help with something a bit cleaning or something. Shit, I don't know. But um, I used to just get, hit the button and then just stand on it with a cold one. My, mm-hmm. one new, my one in my house doesn't do that. But I kind of wish it did. But um, instead, I turn the. <clears throat> well, I just have to turn. It, I just have to turn it down myself. <laughs> exactly. Whereas, can yeah, <laughs> it's. I'm pretty. Sh- here's the thing, and I need to go and take the switch off my shower and put it back on. So saying that, it's been like this since it's been installed, and I've not bothered doing it yet. And that's been what two years, um, since I had my bathroom redone. Yeah, probably. Um, the guy when he put it in. It's like you've got your little gauge underneath, a little smiley face of red and blue, right? Mm-hmm. But he's put the knob on so it's above it rather than below. Okay. So you have to like look where it isn't, can turn it the opposite direction of what you want it. So just, I just need to take it off and put it back on, but I just not being bothered yet. It's fine. I can manage without. It. That makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. I see this all the time. I I do maintenance at a hotel. Yeah. This is the sort of. 
mediocre uh, job take, that is constantly happening. The LED lights that we got in the bathroom as well, they're pretty good because the two of them have only gone now, so it's been about two years. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first two went just in the last couple of weeks. Um, and I had no idea how to get into them, but I, I figured out. It's all good. Um, I have LED lights in my bathroom, and they all work fine. I've lived here eight years. Mm. Well, <laughs> well, one went... One went, and I thought, well, that's been about two years, that's not bad. And then a week later, another one went. So I'm expecting the other two to go at some point. You realise LEDs are supposed to last much longer than two years, right? Unless you leave your bathroom light on all the time for some bizarre reason. Oh, well. No. Because that's why they're LEDs. Shit. Lower wattage, and, uh, yeah, they live longer. Mm. Like Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong. I used to have sex with Cheryl Crow. Did he? Well, I assume so. They were they were lovers for many years. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe it was just bragging rights. Maybe he yeah. didn't. Oof. Maybe he was her beard, or vice versa. I don't know. Anyway, I'm Richard. <laughs> I'm Gareth. <laughs> that's 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 just an hour in twenty three minutes. That can't be right. No, no. The, the, it always says one from zero. Oh, okay. To so confuse. It's twenty three minutes in. Oh, yeah. That's what I say. I got. I thought we'd win some, being through some it's, sort of time warp. No, it's something that really it confuses me because when you're at one hour and say thirty minutes, it says two hours thirty minutes, and my head explodes. Mm. But um, no. Yeah, the one doesn't. I think it just means like. I don't know because it doesn't mean an hour. Mm. Well, it's not like... I um, mean, it's first hour in this respect, but it, it's confusing. Is it like Chinese or something? Because isn't it when you're born in China, you're one? Okay. No, it's not Chinese. <laughs> and two, I've never heard that before. Yeah, yeah so when you're born, you're, you, you don't be a zero. So you're saying that everyone in China is one year older than you think they are? One year younger. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. It just feels like a field day for perverts. <laughs> well, that was obviously adjusted their law, so it's different. It's probably 17's their age of consent or something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be... Yeah, it would be 17. That would work out. Yeah, I suppose. I don't yeah, know. I'm sure they've thought of that. But what if they go on older? <laughs> and they just say how old they oh, are. But then you, and people just jump on them. Yes, they, there is non-consent going on here, people, no, in this mad world. It's When you go abroad, you take on the laws of the country you're in. That's why you can drink in France. True yeah. story. Well done. You, See? you think of everything. Yeah, but... Especially the, when it comes if, to content. If, if the law in Britain is you can have sex at 16. Yes. And technically they're 17. I'm just saying. <laughs> Game on. <laughs> oh, and technically they are 16. Because yeah. otherwise it would be fine if yeah. they were 17. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's confusing to me. It's never going to be an issue. No. <laughs> I know very few 17-year-old uh, Chinese else, person. Someone's going to write in and go, well, by the way, that's not true. That's probably not. I mean, it might be something I've just heard. It could be, I could be spouting absolute bollocks. Would not be the first time. Will definitely not be the last. Um, we haven't even started this episode yet. The amount of bollocks I'm going to speak today alone. Because... As has been previously fairly obvious, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Barry White dead? Definitely. Ooh. He was massively fat. <laughs> yeah. I've said it before, I'll I say can, it again. I can't throw stones. No, but he was in his 70s. 
fat people in the seventies don't it last. Yeah, I suppose he would. He would have been quite a bit older. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't like your age. <laughs> he was having hits in the seventies. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> um, I was having shits in the seventies. You were having shits in the seventies, yeah. yeah, and you were probably Fact. vomiting too, but you weren't doing much else. No, I would never vomit. I'm not that kind of person. What, even as a baby? Hey, I'm Gareth. I'm Richard again. And we've already done that a bit, but we went sideways instantly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because we are point of putting off talking about... Right. Can we have a podcast, I just suddenly realised, can we have a podcast called Putting Off Talking About Weezer? <laughs> <laughs> Gladly. Uh, Weezercast, where we talk about everything except Weasel. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to it next week. Well, here's the thing. Next week, I mean, from your point of view, you liked blue, right? Yeah. Then next week, I think you're going to like it again. Okay, I'll I'm take your saying. word for it. But this, well, we'll get to our reviews at the end. But indeed, and then we'll get to other people's reviews at the very end. So, haven't even said what we said what we're doing yet, other than weasel. We've not said the name of the album. Well, no, I know. I'm, I'm making excuses to not talk about Weezer. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Because you seem very angry about this whole thing, and I'm well, like, it's upsetting. I say, the drive here today did not help, but I've also been sitting stewing about this album for three days now. Isn't it weird that no one in the band's called Stew? <sighs> Missed opportunity. Would, that would help you out. Oh. Anyway... Pinkerton is the second studio album by American rock band Weezer, released on the se- September the 24th, 1996, Never forget. by uh, Geffen Records, after abandoned plans for a rock opera entitled Songs from the Black Hole. Yes. Was that the doc- uh, the, the Disney film? Don't know. Moving on. Uh, well, there's a film called The Black Hole by Disney, right? And at the end, t- they end up in hell, even though it's a kid's film. <laughs> oh, God, I've not seen that then, but I want to. Uh, Weezer recorded the album uh, between uh, songwriter Rivers. It's that time I've got to say his name and my brain shut down. Uh, Weezer recorded the album uh, between songwriter Rivers Cuomo's term at Harvard University, where he wrote most of the songs. Pinkerton produced the singles El Scotchio, The Good Life, and Pink Triangle, a single that would definitely not be released today. No. Um, and debuted at number 19 on the US Billboard 200. It received mixed reviews and did not meet sales expectations. Embarrassed by the reaction, Cuomo returned to more traditional pop songwriting and less personal lyrics for Weezer's subsequent albums. However, Pinkerton went on to achieve wide acclaim, and it was certified platinum in... What year? If you know the answer, don't worry. I can't remember. I didn't write then. 2016. It took... 20 years to go platinum because people do not like this album Uh, and several publications have named it one of the best albums of all time it was one of the last Weezer albums to feature bassist Matt Sharp who fucked off to uh, uh, that band whose name I've forgotten the 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 Oh, come on, Gareth. Why are you not awake other than you haven't eaten and you don't drink coffee anymore? Um, oh, I can't remember what he's called. I need to find it. Otherwise, I'll go insane. No. 
Cancel. My library. By artist. Go down to R's. It begins with R. Can you guess it before I find it? The... Um, um, um. Uh, uh. I think many bands call it starting with an R. What's happened to me? <laughs> Must be one. Oh, that's unhelpful. I've got. What the... uh, it's not the replacements, but it's something very similar. found an album I've saved called Ralph Carney's Serious Jazz Project. You're not jazz. 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 <laughs> the Rentals. Okay, well, I've not guessed that. But That's what they're called. I completely blanked on any band starting with an R in my head at all. Including R.E.M., which is insane. I, that did not even cross <laughs> my mind. For one, I knew he wouldn't have joined them. But, yeah, I couldn't even think of them. I was... I was I was under pressure and I failed. Well, well, I wasn't even under pressure. It was self-inflicted pressure. <laughs> it was like, mm. While we are uh, going out of our way to not talk about Weezer, yeah. can I just play a track from uh, Seriously, this album by Ralph Carney's Serious Jazz Project? Because yes. I don't know what it is. It's Peggy Carter's favourite album, apparently. Mm. It came out in 2011, by the way. It's not like it's from 1922 or something. Yeah. Hmm. Let's skip it in a second. You can't tell I've skipped it in. Nope. Oh, he's your oh. favourite. <laughs> Just when I thought to myself, could this get worse? <laughs> yes. Oh. So let's bear that in mind for uh, when we're talking about Weezer. Well, to be fair, uh-huh. if it came down to... A choice between this album and that. What was that called again? Because I would, I would happily listen to that. That this was called uh, Ralph Carney's Serious ja- jazz, jazz Project. Jazz Project. I remember the jazz part. I and the album is called Seriously. Cool. Yeah, I would actually happily listen to that rather than this. Back into my spiel. I have five pages of oh, notes. Cool. <laughs> I I have notes. Uh, so yeah, his original concept was a science fiction rock opera songs from the uh, black hole yeah. that expressed his mixed feelings about success. I'm now, now he's a child at the time as well because I've seen pictures of him in 1986 and I think he's about 14. No, because so, yeah. I looked it up. Um, he um, was. Well, no, he was in Harvard. I'm joking. He was yeah. in his 20s. Well, he was 26. Yeah, but he did look like a child, and he definitely looks like a sort of person who is uh, emotionally immature. Oh, yeah. So we'll get to that. Uh, in 1995, <laughs> Cuomo. Uh, who was born with one leg shorter than the other, had extensive leg surgery to lengthen his right leg, followed by painful physiotherapy sessions. This affected his songwriting as he would spend long periods hospitalised, unable to walk without uh, a cane and under the influence of painkillers. In the same period, Cuomo uh, applied to study classical composition at Harvard University. All I'm going to say is, okay, he was under painkillers and stuff. All I'm going to say is, right, Mm -hmm. think about... Uh, David Bowie <laughs> and uh, Pepper's Milk and Cocaine and how good drugs were for his career. And this guy's more going, oh, I can't make a bad album because I was on painkillers and shit. Yeah, but no, pa- fuck you. Painkillers are downers and cocaine's definitely no, an upper. Yeah, well, still. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, you can't still give people their dues. 
It's dumb. They're different <clears throat> drugs. Well, and even if you're depressed, right? Better emo shit than this. <laughs> he created emo shit, dude. This is like the first emo <clears throat> album that many people talk about. <clears throat> now, that's not strictly true. <clears throat> this is one of the... Because you had Fugazi before it and you had Minor Threat and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But this is one of the sort of tent poles that led to like Jimmy World and like stuff like that. <sighs> Saves the day. <sighs> well. But not like Jets to Brazil. That's different kettle of fish. That, okay. that was more from the Fugazi world. You know, because that's the secret to all emo band names. They have to be ridiculous. You know. Yeah. Like Jets to Brazil or... Um, um, Burning Airlines, a band that I absolutely loved. And guess what day they broke up? September 11th, 2001. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah. Was it as a direct result of what had happened? Yes. Because oh, they were like, well, we're never going to get any gigs called no. this. Let's just go our separate ways. No. They could have just renamed. Yeah, but they didn't. Oh, well. They... I, oh, I, I admire their commitment to the cause. Indeed. Well done. Um, oh, so, so anyway, ma- many things died that day in nine eleven, including None one of, of my favourite bands. Yeah, that's, that's and the harshest. I sold their album right on the eBay during my. I don't listen to it very often, and it's one of the ones I truly regret. And they re-released it, and you can't still can't get it less than sixty euros, and the and it just it's not worth it. I am now. I'm going to make this my mission in my head. Just. To make sure that I always remember that, I never forget that any time anyone brings up nine eleven, I'm going to say, "Yeah, that's the day Burning Airlines uh, split up." <laughs> okay, right. Yeah, okay. I think it's in there. Cool. <clears throat> you probably want to find more facts out about them. Just to <laughs> that's fine. That's all I need. <laughs> then we'll find out they didn't break up that day. I've just remembered it horribly that's wrong, fine. but it's, you know, it's not. Like, it'll do. The, the people I'll mention it to will never look any more deeply into it. True. Oh. Right. Anyway, so Weezer returned to Electric Lady Studios. You remember Electric Lady Studios? Yeah, that's where that um, that um, Hendrix guy made something. Yeah, and that's also where they recorded Blue. That's why you know that fact, because I told you last week. Yeah, but... I know, I'm I just was, saying. I was going for the bigger name. You should go for the bigger name, <laughs> because um, it's a bigger name. Yeah. Uh, Moral errors. You know, and yeah, so they went to Electric Lady Studios where they ha- had recorded the debut and uh, uh, tracked the songs Why Bother, Get You, No uh, no Other One, and Tired of Sex. Uh, Weezer hoped to explore deeper, darker, and more experimental stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, which would better capture the band's live sound. So they decided hi- against hiring a producer. Big mistake. Uh, feeling that uh, the best way for us to sound like ourselves is to record on our own. No. Uh, while Cuomo was at Harvard, other Weezer members worked on side projects. Sharp promoted uh, Return of the Rentals, the debut album from the band The Rentals, and Bell and drummer Patrick Wilson worked on material for their bands, The Space Twins and The Special Goodness. I've n- me neither. <laughs> uh Respectively, in January, uh, did, uh, did, that was a bad comma on my part. In uh, January 1996, during Cuomo's winter break, Weezer regrouped for a two-week recording session at uh, Sa- Sound City Studios in Van Nuys, California, to complete the songs they had worked on in August. After recording at El Scorcho and Pink Triangle, they separated again while Cuomo returned to Harvard. The reason I'm sort of giving all this is just to sort of 
paint that they didn't go into a studio and make an album over a period of like two hours, uh, two years, they mm-hmm. or a year and a, they sort of hung out every few uh, months and went, do you want to do something? Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not going to be as cohesive of it, uh, cohesive if you're no. not really together <clears> much. Yeah. Saying that, I mean, it's mastered quite well. Anyway, that's my comment. That's not, ignore me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, during Cuomo's 1996 spring break Weezer regrouped at Sound City Studios to record um, record a good life across the sea and falling for you before Cuomo ret- uh, returned to Harvard for his university finals they completed Pinkerton mid-1996 in Los Angeles um, after Pinkerton tour Sharp left the band good call it probably was at this time I mean let's say so we're yeah. working like six <coughs> six weeks of the year because you're at school the rest of the time. Uh, and Weezer went on a five-year hiatus, I assume, so he could finish school. Um, during this time, Pinkerton amassed a cult following and a wave of mainstream emo bands, including <coughs> Jimmy Eat World, Saves the Day, Dashboard Confessional, and Motion City Soundtrack. Was cited as an, uh, citing it as an influence. Cuomo was not uh, comforted by this development and told Rolling Stone in two thousand and one. This is a very good quote, by the way. The most painful thing in my life these days is the cult around Pinkerton. It's just a sick album, a sick in a diseased sort of way. Hmm. You created it. Yeah. <laughs> here's the, um, here's the thing about him. Just off the head, I was looking up. Can the lyrics stuff on Genius and that? Yeah. He annotates his own stuff on Genius. Yeah, he's bored. I think that's just, I think that's just even more dickish. <laughs> more well, no, you can get official annotations. I just didn't know he did it for every song on the album. Oh, well, not every, but like the main ones. Mm. But it's even then just like... Mm. Uh, oh, so Pinkerton debuted and peaked at 19 in the US. I've already said that. But it sold 47,000 copies in its f- first week, falling far short of Weezer's previous album sales, and initial reviews were mixed. We'll talk more about that later. Yes. Oh. <laughs> My leg! It's oh. shorter than the other one. Ugh. Cut me leg off and stretch it out. Just, or just Cut it off and get a fake one that's the right length. Ooh, peg leg. I mean, you do sometimes. Couldn't get, I just get big shoe? You can sometimes get. Well, that's what you probably had already. And why didn't you not just stick with that? <laughs> but you could have just got like, um, yeah, so it's a fake leg, but you could have still dealt with phantom pains every now and again. But then, eh, write a song about it. I mean, the thing is, if you walked in a straight line and one leg was like seriously shorter than the other, you'd slowly walk in a circle, right? Yeah. But then, just, what's it? Get a built up shoe. Very popular in the 70s. What was that band called? L Also? Is that what they're called? With that circle song? Mm. Remember that? No. With the propeller head remix. That was a big thing. You know, he's 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 got the jumper on that's like it's like um Father Dougal when he's lost in the, the shopping mall and his jump or is it or is it he's lost in a cave? Who cares? I don't watch that oh, thing. Okay. But his jumper gets caught on something and slowly yeah. it gets smaller. Yeah. And that's basically the video, but Ten years before Father Ted, so. mm. but um, yeah, he's running around, funny enough, in circles or lost in a with, in a jumper. That was a good song. Yeah, I'm gonna have to dig that out. Play it here for a second, Gareth. That'd be great. Well, yeah, right. Yeah. Instead, it, 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 it's better than the Jeopardy music. You haven't heard that episode. Oh. 
Okay. You know the Jeopardy thinking music? Yeah. If we take too long doing stuff now, I've started playing it out underneath anything we do. No. I found a 15 minutes of Jeopardy uh, think music where it works very well. I listen to that for 15 minutes <laughs> rather than this. Actually, you'd have to listen to it twice. Yeah, because it's, it's very yeah. <laughs> It's a little break in between. That is genius. Instead of playing the album, because you, you can't play the Jeopardy theme music constantly behind the podcast for the length of the album. Yeah. <laughs> to the second. Um, so, this, are we, we going to start talking about tracks individually? No, because I think, well... Well, we sort of have to break down the album at some point. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's we can, why we're here. But, I mean, we can just we don't do every single track, because some of them kind of link together, kind of. Um, <laughs> this is a man, and I, some this is a man who really doesn't want to talk about a 30-minute album. <laughs> and there's some that I've written more about than others. Others I've just... I think it's just some noises I've okay, made here we go. very angry. I will it. say a track title, and if you haven't written anything, oh. I'll just say my bit and we'll move on. Right. How's well, that for plan? Well, we'll just may as well do them in order. Yeah. Okay. We were going to do them. We did them in order last week. We can't change the format now. We can. Okay. Because we haven't edited yet. Yeah. But you know what I mean? But yes, track one, Tired of Sex. Good name. Which instantly, <laughs> I'm sitting there going... I mean, as you're saying, he looked young at this point. He was still mm-hmm. 26. This was just some emo bullshit right out of the fucking bag. But here's something. This song was written before the Blue Album even was recorded. So it was recorded probably when he was like 22. And he just got a lot of groupies. And he's like, I don't want groupies. I want love. Which yeah, is well, yeah, cause both- I, but I think... I think once we get to track three, that's where my notes are kind of for all three of these tracks. But mm-hmm. I'll let you do your bit first. And oh no, no, it's really just a you know he's a, he's a real uh, um, cunt. No, it's just I remember watching <laughs> Shame in the cinema. You know the Michael Fassbender film where he's a sex addict. Yeah. And at the end of this film, um, a guy in the cinema. Am I remember this right? think so a guy in the cinema went what so he said he got a threesome fuck him and just walked <laughs> away and i think it's that mentality where people come into him going oh you're getting laid every night on tour yeah. i mean you're fucking yeah yeah but um just remember burt ward and adam west became sexual vampires and maybe that's what river tiny river kumo was becoming no. and he didn't want to be because, you know, he doesn't like sex. He's probably more... I will, I will wait to the end to give you my theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but, you know, it's raw and energetic. And if the, if there's one thing about this song that is, like, I always liked, it's that it was covered by Tegan and Sarah. I know their names, but I don't entirely know who they are. They're sisters. They sing songs. They sung Everything is Awesome for Lego Movie. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know that one. I do know that one. Yeah. yeah. Though officially all the music for that were by, was by Lonely Island. Did you know that? Yeah. Andy Samberg did the music for uh, right. Everything is Awesome. Yeah. There you go. Didn't even know he had a band, so there you go. You don't know about Lonely Island? No. Oh. Why, why, why would I? I mean, other than I sent you a link to their last Netflix special about the, the baseball players. 
And I talk about pop star Never Stop Never Stopping all the time, and that's a Lonely Island film as well. Oh. I'd be concerned about you, mate. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Oh. Anyway. I would go to the doctor, but I forgot. Indeed. I don't know. Get you. Get you. Get you. Uh-huh. Oh, I, I, I like that sound. That's a good sound. But that's all I've written about it. Oh. It's a good sound. I just made me angry that I just didn't know why we were you were making me listen to this drivel. I mean, literally, I thought this was your idea at one point, and then it was all of a sudden it's was my it? fault. Yeah. I probably forgot that as well. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take the blame. I don't give a shit. Um, so why are you making me do this? No, I'm pretty sure we talked about it for a long time, and it was your idea. Uh, this is why I'm more concerned that you don't want to do it. I don't mind. <laughs> no, I'll keep it's doing not, it. It's not as bad as that time we figured out all those Nick Cage films to watch, and I watched them pretty much all, and then you watched none of them. And I so I wasted, I'm guessing about a hundred hours of my life watching Nicolas Cage films. Then you were like, yeah, whatever. Well, because <laughs> oh. spoilers, I've listened to these albums so much. I don't listen to them. I don't need to listen to them. I did yeah. once through while I was sorting all these notes out. Oh, well, I apologize again for my Nick Cage. You will have to apologise every week for the rest of my life. I'll watch them A hundred hours. I'll watch them I could have learnt to be Yangwe Malmsteen. Instead, I'm Gene Simmons. Without the sexual assault charges. I was was about to just reach for my phone and just go, right, uh, Operation U-Tree, we've got another one. Oh, he's not a paedophile, right? I just thought he was sexual assault of people who went to his gigs. Accidents happen. I mean, he's not checking IDs. I like no. to think his his his, his <laughs> security were, but I, I don't know. They probably kept them for themselves. Pedophile <laughs> <laughs> security. <laughs> GPS. Is there a, that's, that's a, a GPS? Jeans pedophile security. <laughs> what? A, what a <laughs> they didn't get much work. No, they're like no, but they're there to can secure me from being a pedophile. No, they're there to be PFLs and take all your runoff, underage runoff. Underage runoff. I think that's the worst thing I've ever said. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's the oh. worst album title ever, especially yeah. considered it's by Gary Glitter. That made me feel a little sick. Yeah. I'm still going to use it as a band name next time I play Guitar Hero, though. Can you still play Guitar Hero? Not you personally. I mean, I didn't know if it was still a game you could play. Uh I, like I don't feel like you can play Rock Band anymore. No, right? well, yeah, that's all kind of fucked up. I did get it for Xbox One, but it mm-hmm. didn't start work properly. But it still works through Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty as long as I don't go online because um, Xbox thing does weird shit. Xbox thing don't wish it. Yeah, I also have to hook it all up, and I've not done that. So yeah. Um, Do you say anything about Get You? Or you don't care. No, I don't. Moving on I to just, no I, it, other one. It was durable. Um, now here's the thing. <laughs> I think this is where I've kind of got night notes for these first three tracks in one go. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it starts off, he's like, oh, I'm just tired of all this sex I'm having. Right? Oh, yeah, that was I back at the beginning, yeah. proper, meaningful sex. Um, no, he doesn't want meaningful sex. He wants love. There's a difference. Well, that's uh, it's the same. Maybe in his sort of thing. Not in your mind, apparently. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, I just want to fuck. Um, and then he's just like, can... Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking too much. Mm-hmm. And then 
his drug addicted girlfriend fucks tons of people and he's pissed off for that as well. Mm-hmm. But then he thought it was fine for him to be fucking heaps of stuff kind of before. He was tired of it, but he was fine with it. Yeah. Now she does the same thing and he's like, Ugh, why is she doing that? All this fucking, who wants to do that? And you're well, like, she- so he's been a dick. No, no, hold on. You're saying he his girlfriend is cheating on him and he's a dick. But then he was, well, he was just seconds before moaning like fuck about how much fucking he was doing but th- with this, everything th- that fucking moves. This is well. not a concept album. He's not suggesting he had a girlfriend when he was cheating on all these no, people. <laughs> no, but, but he's writing it. So <laughs> he's coming up with this shit. So. They're separate songs. I'm just saying, you can't go, look at this guy cheating on his girlfriend with all these women. That's not what he's doing. And then you can't say it's he's a dick because his girlfriend is cheating on him with loads of guys. That's not good. That doesn't well, work either. No, but it's just... There seems to be sort of double standards here, though, in that... I mean, it's not just the cheating sort of side of it. This doesn't seem like a double standard. No. This is a drug-addicted woman who's sleeping with people for, for possibly it, money and drugs. But even at the other day... I mean, that's a fictitious woman. He's writing all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. He's coming across as a complete fucking douchebag. Now, don't... A, now, don't get me wrong... No other one is lyrically not a good song, but no. you're coming at it from a strange angle. Well, this is, this is how I'm, <laughs> how I'm seeing it. Anyway. But I'm just looking at this going, this guy is just a complete fucking arsehole. Now, don't get me wrong. At 26, mm-hmm. I was a complete arsehole as well. That's like four years before I met you, but yeah, you probably were. But I still hung about with Wayne at that point, so I was definitely an arsehole. Yeah, well, I met um, Wayne, so you definitely hung out with him. That's how. Yeah. He was not a good influence on me. <laughs> um, and he was younger than me, so it's my own fault. Um, I, I, yeah, but I, was, I, I was an arsehole as well, but I didn't write it down. Well, actually, I did in a blog. But that's, um, I didn't make money off of it. <laughs> I didn't make money off of being a dick. But yet again... You're saying he's a dick because of the double standards. No, but but it's, these are, this is a fictional person. But think, no, but he is... He's writing this stuff down, so he's attributing his own sort of morals and stuff to it. And this is not painting a good picture of him. Oh no, it doesn't. It doesn't put, well, paint a I'm good doing. picture of him. Yeah, I just, I'm just trying to get to your wording. It's fine. I'm not trying to freak you out. I'm just trying to, you know, I just say that if Irvin Welsh paints a terrible story about, you know, whatever. No, but I think the, you, you don't go with God. What a piece of shit. No, but I think the difference with that is this definitely comes across as kind of. Full autobiographical sort of thing. Yeah, no, I, he's being Where, cunty. Yeah, <laughs> Aye, so that's that's from. This is. It's not like somebody's can write in a proper fiction. This feels. I don't know more personal sort of thing. Mm. I don't know, and it's just it's not making him come out smelling the roses at all. True, but you know that riff slash two bar solo that goes between the chorus and verse two. Mm. Fucking love it. <laughs> no. no, I just the bit where it just goes ba ba da 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 wee da da. I just find listen to like musically this album just dull. I really like it. I must admit, musically, I like it. I have issues with him being immature, but then you consider it came out the year before, sort of like. Uh, something like Chasing Amy, right? Mm. Which when I watched Chasing Amy, I was like, ask oh, it. And then within five years, you watch it and go, wow, we knew nothing five years ago. That's mind-bending. <laughs> mm. 
you know, he went to uh, Kevin Smith when he made Chase Naomi went to his, uh, you know, gay female friends yeah. and sort of went, is this right? And they gave him advice and sort of changed the bits around and this and that and the other. Um, and still five years later, you watch it and go, this is insane. <laughs> this, this is an insane movie. No. Um, anyway. Um, why bother? Oh, it's like it's like your entire outlook on this album. Yeah. Guess what? Love this track. It's got good. Uh, it's got the energy it creates is palpable. If you, li- I don't think you listen to music loud enough, though. You, it's the worst thing you do. Quiet music. Ugh. It's like that time we watched Lost Highway around yours, is, and I didn't feel unnerved because it wasn't loud enough. This is. Um, I don't normally listen with headphones on, but I did listen to this track, this mm-hmm. album with headphones on. Yep. Because normally I've just got it through speakers or whatever. Yes. I don't know why that makes a difference. Did it? Did it? I just think this, this is the sort of album you have to listen to loud. Yeah. Remember back in the day when singles would say play loud on them or mm. play very loud on Did them? They? Yeah, that's great. I missed that. Yeah. Mind you, the singles I was buying was like Shaking Stevens and stuff. So they were. Nelly the Elephant. You did. It went to number one for a reason. You. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I was too busy listening to um, Anika and Japanese Boy and various Shake and Steve and stuff and Adam and the Ants. That was my three main sort of... Oh, Adam and the Ants. Yeah. I, can, I can, I you know, I can go for that. Yeah. One second. Hey, Siri. What year did Nelly the Elephant come out? Guarantee it's the 60s. Okay, I found this on the web for what year Okay, 1956. So maybe you didn't buy it. <laughs> I definitely did not buy it. Across the sea, right? Moving on. Oh yeah! If you got nothing to oh, say about yeah. why this bother, is, this is creepy. This is where creepy, right? Okay. My one, my basic note, right, on yeah. this is that problematic, maybe creepy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> it's basically a song about he's sniffing an envelope while thinking about a Japanese schoolgirl. Well, no, like, I'm pretty sure at one point he says he's licking some of the stationery. Did he? I, I feel oh, yeah, like he, he said he was like tasting her on it or something. Yeah, yeah that's. Yeah, because he was tasting it until he couldn't taste her anymore on it because he'd licked it all off or something. <laughs> oh, it, was, it didn't. It was um, not. It was. Here you go, I got a wee note on this. Oh. Uh, the inspiration came from a letter he received from a Japanese fan during a lonely winter at Harvard University. Cuomo remarked, "When I got the letter, I fell in love with her. It was such a great letter. I was so lonely at the time, but at the same time, I was very depressed that I would never meet her." Even if I did see her, she was probably some 14-year-old girl who didn't speak English. Well, she wrote you a letter, and I assume in English, so, you know, yeah. you could have used a chalkboard. <laughs> so yeah. let's not worry about that. Let's not no. completely insult her for liking you. <laughs> oh, he was just... I mean, he's married to a Japanese woman, yeah. yeah. So I like to think that is this woman grown up. It's kind of creepy that she tracked him down. and I like to think that she, she's not revealed that fact to him yet. It's it's like the end of audition. She'll eventually cut his leg off again. Yeah, You'll be like, no, <laughs> my leg now. Just run away <laughs> with three legs. You can keep the children. I'm taking the leg. <laughs> oh. um, track six, the good life. Second single released October twenty ninth, nineteen ninety six. Eighty eight in Australia. 32 on the US modern rock track. Rushed out to try and help a failing album. 
It failed. Yep. Um, Inside the picture of the uh, CD singles booklet is an X-ray of River's leg brace. Yeah. Um, Because here's the thing. He's more than like fucking this track about, oh, I can't have a modern life. I can't have a a normal life. Because at the time he was like, he was at Harvard. His Mm -hmm. leg was up, which he chose to fucking do. Um, Oh, and I've got all this pressure to write albums and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but fuck you. I'm sorry, but yeah, you've put yourself in a lot of these positions. So now if you go... Oh. He definitely put him, himself in the position that he was lying down with his yeah. leg up. Yeah, that was specifically. <laughs> it's a literal position oh, that he's in. I can't get out and do stuff because, oh, too much <laughs> pressure in my leg. and my, Yeah, you've done all of this to yourself. I mean... Yeah, but, but he didn't realise at the time. It's a learning mm, experience. It's too late now. He's already done it. See, this um, is a, this is what I'm trying not to look at him that way because he is a child yeah. who had money and he decided to do something because his body was in pain. Because yeah. I assume if your legs are out of whack, it's going to knock your spine out of whack, which is going to be painful, right? So he, yeah. he got surgery to fix it and we're all like, fuck you, you fucking rich cunt with your sex and your fucking bullshit. I hope you fucking rot, you, you odd-legged cunt. Yeah. And to be quite honest, that would be mean. No. <laughs> well, here's the, whenever we bring up his um, shorter leg and everything, mm-hmm. it always reminds me there was a, like a mockumentary about Viz magazine. Mm-hmm. Um years ago and it had a section in it where it was Keith Chegwin talking about how Viz had ruined his career because they'd put an article about him having one leg shorter than the other and there was a picture of him jumping but like one of his legs was like up like this so it did look significantly shorter and it was just him on TV just almost crying just going ruined my career it was just getting mocked for my shorter leg and stuff and every time we mention the shorter leg I just think of Keith Chegwin but talking of Take my good Se- leg. Talking of 70s, <laughs> 70s celebrities, um, what I did, this is one good thing that came out of this track, is mm-hmm. that it made me think of The Good Life, and I looked up their Wikipedia. <laughs> Remember the TV series The Good Life? Yeah. Richard Breyers. It's on all the time. Here's something. UK gold. But here's something I did not know. I learned something. About Richard Breyers? Or about, about what's about her name? the TV series The Good Life. What was her name? Uh, uh, Penelope Key. Thank you. Carry on. Um, yeah. Because it was Tom and Barbara. Yep. Tom, their surname was Good. Yeah. I never just knew, I never knew their surname. It just never came up that often. Isn't think. the Good Life spelled G O O D E? No. Because isn't that the joke that that's yeah again the Richard Herring thing that I always talk to you about? Uh, that the that back in the day, they always had the surname in the title. Yeah. Well, it it wasn't spelled with an E in the. In the title. No, 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 but still. But there, that is but the, yeah, but the, that's, the yeah, that's just, yeah, but no, I just, yeah, I don't know, I just, I never, it just suddenly popped up and I was like, oh, there you go, I never realised. Thank that you important, for that trivia. I mean, I know that, but yeah. thank you anyway. There you go. <laughs> I knew yeah. that and anyone listening is Probably either someone who well. likes Weezer and therefore doesn't know what the fucking good life is. Well, they're missing out. It's um, a fantastic series. Only because uh, the other one's in it. Now, what's the other woman called? From the tomato to, to, to the manor born. Felicity Kendall. Didn't you say Felicity Kendall? No, Penelope Keith. Oh, so Felicity Kendall? I think we might be right. Uh, they have the same initials. Is that part of the deal? 
<laughs> what's it you spelled with an F? No, it's a, it's, it's a PH. P- no, I don't know. I just... <laughs> oh, what would... <laughs> I'm t- I've been up all night. I know. <laughs> See, this but... is much better than talking. That's why we should do our sorry podcast. Well, we've talked about this over and over again, and I'm I'm for it. Because the easiest thing about... Uh... Yeah, it's Penelope, it's Penelope, Keith. Yeah. Oh, you that part. That was the one with no, no, no. Kendall and it was... No, 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 but that's not the person we were talking about, right? Because the good... Uh... Penelope Keith is the one who's into Man of Born. That's not yes. his wife. No, she's but, the... Yeah, but I want to know... Uh, that's, when you said that name, I thought that was the wife. So I'm trying to think, think of her name. And now I keep thinking about someone with the same initials. And obviously she's got the same initials. She's got the same fucking name. Gets the same pattern. <laughs> this is why I'm confused. Okay. <sighs> so, so, <what? laughs> so I need to know the other person's name now. Yes. Yeah, so it's Felicity Kendall and oh, Penelope Keith. Now we are right. Yeah. It's just my brain now has inverted people, which is upsetting. No. <sighs> and yeah, their surname doesn't have any in it either, but they are the goods. Yeah. Anyway, I'm cutting that out. I am um, <laughs> neighbour upstairs for me growing up. Um, surname was good. Mm-hmm. They have a good life. I'd prefer not to comment. It was all right, most of it, but it, some of it was kind of tragic. So we'll move on. Oh, doesn't uh, sound good to me. Oh. Uh, yeah. So um, anyway, more great energy in that song, "The Good Life," right? Uh, I like that. And my favourite is that that this is the one that has the. The solo that goes biddy 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 I gave it five fire emojis due to the fact that stars weren't easy to reach on the button presses. Um. So, El Scorcho. This is your favourite because it references wrestling. Yes, it's the first single released 19th September 1996. 50 in the UK, five in Canada. 19 in US, uh, 17 in Australia, 73 in Japan. Mm. Um, yeah, because there's a reference to Johnny Grunge of the Public en- Public Enemy mm-hmm. and New Jack from ECW. Indeed. Um, Watching Grunge leg drop. Oh, it, The way he says it, it for yeah. years, it confused, what, confused me what he's talking about. So I will try to read it like a normal person. Yep. Watching Grunge leg drop New Jack through a press table. Yeah. But what he says is... what. Watching grunge leg drop new jack through a press table, and they become just words. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, I did, got no bigger meaning out of this. At all. I was just like, oh, um, I. This is the track I was probably could pay attention to the least. I just could not concentrate on this. Um, I love the riff. I love the double time towards the end. I love the slide and riff. You know? Yeah. Oh, we didn't mention it has a reference to uh, Chocho San from, uh, you know, Madam Butterfly. There's oh, a lot of Madam Butterfly yeah, being referenced that, we, in this. We get, that, um, we get that towards the end. Indeed. Well, well, the last track's actually literally, called Butterfly. I was going to say, you literally get it at the end. Yeah, yeah, it's just... And also the album's called Pinkerton, and obviously the character in yeah. Madam Butterfly's called Pinkerton. Yeah. The American who goes wandering around Japan like it's... Hot shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at this. Look at that. <laughs> look at this. Look at that. I've never seen a madam. I have not even seen M Butterfly. Is that the one by Oliver Stone? 
I ain't seen any of them. No. Um, also, the original uh, Madame Butterfly is in Italian. So it's about an American who goes to Japan and it's sung in Italian. Crazy talk. He should, he should sound like Mario. I mean, he probably did back in the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, so sleepy. Oh, <laughs> my plum. That was my favourite thing when he <laughs> fell asleep on uh, Ma- uh, Mario 64. Why? Oh, pasta. Here's Mama. A, here's a thing that I want on the Switch. I don't know if they're going to do it anytime soon. One new Luigi's um, Mansion. What about Maybe old one Luigi's? Ghosts and I, I'll tell you now, I've never played one of those games, so I don't know. That's fantastic. It's, it's great. Good for me. That means I can play the old one and it'll be like a new one to me. Yeah. Good, well, good. do that. <laughs> <laughs> Make it so. Yeah, no, I can't afford anything, so I definitely can't afford that. I'm I'm especially skint next month as well because I got a a two hundred pound bill in I need to pay. So I'm just like fuck. I've already worked out that I haven't been paid yet. Um, and when I do get paid, I'll have one hundred and twenty pounds for the entire month, which is bad. That doesn't sound good. (laughs) Even for me, that is bad. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a, um, you know, I got I've got about two fifty a day. Yeah. So I can't even get a bus to work. <laughs> <laughs> well. So we'll see how it goes. It's not here yet. No. <laughs> anyway, pink triangle. Pink triangle. The song describes a man who falls in love with a woman whom he imagines he could settle down with and be married. However, he soon discovers that the object of his affection is a lesbian who possibly thinks that the man himself is gay. The song is based on a real person that we, the frontman Rivers Kumo, encounter... I shouldn't really cut and paste all this out because it yeah. keeps saying info we know. But uh, Kumo encountered while a, a student at Harvard whom he fantasized a life with until he saw a pink triangle, a gay pride symbol, on her backpack. According to Kumo, a year and a half after the album was released, he discovered that the woman was actually not gay and had just been showing her support for the gay community. See, this is yet again where he does not come off looking good. This song has not aged well. That is my only quote on on the Just from that story, it's kind of deeply creepy as well. Well, it's it's very assumptive, isn't it? Yeah. Because he sees this woman, he goes, oh my God, I could be with her. She could be perfect. She's like, oh no, but she's gay. And so he's not actually at any point ever spoken to this person. (laughs) And And yet he's fantasized a full life with her and a full breakup with her. I mean, that's true psychosis, really, if you think about it. Yeah. It's. Yeah, he's just. He's formed that whole thing, probably right up until the point of his death in his mind. Mm -hmm. And that's all went perfectly. Oh shit, a pink patch on her bag ah, fuck and no it wasn't worth my time anyway screw it no maybe not that bad but um yeah it's just it's yeah it is, doesn't yeah again does not paint him in a very good light so remember that me. period in uh the mid 90s when i saw this on like there's, there's a couple of films something like free enterprise and i'm sure there's some other points to where it came up uh, it's probably an episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> it seems like the sort of cunty thing they'd do as well. But if a woman doesn't find you attractive on American TV and film, they seem to go, probably a lesbian. 
It's like it's the first thing they had to say back then. So maybe it was completely acceptable. But for him to go, oh, she's not going to like me. She's probably a lesbian. Yeah. I'll just walk away. <laughs> oh. I'm glad he found someone in the end. Yeah. Well, we'll get to my theory once we've got to the end part. Okay, then. Um, track nine, Falling For You. This is the only real middle and song on the album. I'm not well, well. The rock and roll lifestyle that he was moaning about, how he couldn't have meaningful relationship with people because he was all kid, he was just fucking all the time and shit. Yep. Oh, I wish I could get away from that. Mm. He now spends this song going, I wish I could get back to that whole fucking thing and can, um, can I don't want to give up a rock and roll lifestyle because it's all just getting pussy and whatever. One, don't say pussy like that. That's <laughs> no, insane. No, I, was just, I, was, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> Two. I think people, it's I people was, have I think conflict. it's because I was reluctant to say pussy and it came out like that because I was halfway through seeing it when I wanted to stop saying it and then couldn't. I, I still have to bring it up. And two, <laughs> I say, people are allowed to be conflicted with their lives. But, yeah, again, I think there's a deeper conflict here within him. Yeah, and you can read it between the lines in the songs, but you wouldn't be able to do that if he hadn't wrote this song. But we've actually seen more into him I'll, I'll, and his darkness. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's, it's a very brief theory I've got coming up, but we'll get there. I don't know, you've mentioned it so many times, it better be good. It's, it's not probably good, but <laughs> I want to get it said so that if I'm right, <laughs> I want you to hear it here first. But, um, anyway. Cool. Um, yeah. Okay. So Final track, Butterfly. Yeah. Ends uh, like a big star song, but unfortunately he does refer to a woman as a bitch. Yeah. Uh, while trying to sing a tender love song, making him slightly uh, more assholey again. Can't have your cake and eat it too. Make two cakes. Yeah. Well, then you can't have two cakes and eat them. Two. No, you can't eat them both. Uh, you can eat one of them. Why do you need to eat two cakes? <laughs> <laughs> you can't have your cake, mm-hmm. but have bread instead, or Mr. Kipling will kill you. Just put sugar on... On bread put, and then toast it. Yeah, as somebody once said, put some sugar on it or whatever. Pour some <laughs> sugar on me. No, is that not yeah, it? Yeah, that was, uh, was, was that again? <laughs> I don't know, poison or someone. Yeah, probably. It sounds like, <laughs> sounds like, sounds like some of the shit. White they snake. You know, oh, shit like that. That sounds very white. Yeah. Mm. Um, Deaf leopard. Could it be them? Uh, you might have nailed it there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's ringing a bell. Did you know the drummer from Def Leppard's only got one arm? <laughs> yes. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, it's the only thing anyone knows about Def Leppard. I know. <laughs> and also that uh, wonderful episode of uh, Nevermind the Buzzcocks, where Bill Bailey was talking about the drummer from Def Leppard, but he knew his name, so he yeah. has more respect. And he pointed out that... Uh, the drummer from Def Leppard wasn't wearing a seatbelt when his car crashed. Yeah. And if he was wearing a seatbelt, he would have died. So even though he now only has one arm, 
Yeah. <laughs> it's better than being dead. And then as he said this on the bottom of the screen, it just says, this is not true. We had to fact check this. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. I think there was a concern that Bill Bailey was suggesting on BBC that you should drive without seatbelts because it's safer. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> What was his name? I don't know. No. I thought you were going to say that he was he was on the show and then he smoked a cigarette and then he lit up another one and smoked it with his stump. <laughs> nice. Hey, Siri. Who's the drummer in Def Leppard? Rick Allen currently plays drums in Def Leppard. She's very good at... Oh. Oh, no, there's two. But which one's only got one arm? Oh, Rick Allen, because there's a picture of him oh. giving not a Nazi salute, but more of a closed fist. He's real, but it's a very you know bad because he's only got one arm, so it looks more. He doesn't have much. I mean, can if he's waving someone from a distance, there's only one thing he he's can do. He's shit at uh, dancing along to Radio Gaga. Oh, it's fun to stay at the <laughs> IMC. No, none uh, of those. Uh, well, that would be I I M. C. No, but I N N I N C is still there. You don't, C, don't, don't you do C. It's sort of an L. Yeah. <laughs> oh. What does that stand for? Uh, who knows? Why can't we just say it's still an L, an A, and then we could say it's Inca? Inca. I like to stay in these Incan it's temples. Fun, it's fun to stay in an Incan temple. <laughs> <laughs> like the one at the end of uh, From I, Just Till Dawn. I prefer Mayans. <laughs> <laughs> I like Mayan MC. They really kill people with their bare feet. <laughs> oh. And by bare feet, I mean booted feet. They cut off my arm and it bounced down the steps of the temple. <laughs> and they then cooked it. <laughs> they sacrificed my arm to a god, an Incan god. And now I have the power of second sight. (laughs) (laughs) How's that working out for you? Fine. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get that again. Anyway. So, yeah, final thoughts. Right. What's the next one we're doing? The next Weezer album, yeah. the Green album. Okay, well, it has to be better than this, right? I mean, I don't think so, no. It's Ryan's favourite album, the Green album. Oh, that doesn't fill me with hope, because... Yeah, I don't know. Um, Blue is my favourite. This is my second favourite. Maladroit is probably third. Maladroit. That's the fourth album. Oof. Blue might be fourth. And then after that, eh, I don't really listen to them. <laughs> right. Well, no, I I hated this. Oh. Uh, Consider it was 35 minutes. Uh-huh. I mean, again, it's quick in and out. Yep. Um, but I, I don't know. We've listened to other albums that have been double, triple this bloody length. Yes. Six times this length if it's yeah, Kamasi Washington. Yeah, epic. Yeah. I would listen to that again the heartbeat before I ever listen to this again. Oh. And 
Yeah. Just, so what's your theory on Rivers? Right, well, here's the thing. I know I don't know how long he's been married for. I know he's got two kids and everything. I didn't know he had any kids. Good for him. Uh, two, I believe. Hey Siri. When did Rivers Cuomo get married? The spouse of Rivers Cuomo is Kyoko Ito since 2006. Thank you. They've yeah. been married 13 years. Yeah, because it was, it was... Yeah. Um, and uh, this, see, the, the way he goes on about sex stuff in this album, mm-hmm. I feel he's overcompensating. So I know they've got two kids and married and everything. Overcompensating? He's dude's gay though, right? No, I just think he's uh, just very fragile. I'm just, I'm just going to get that here first so that if in like a few years time they get divorced and it turns out he's gay you heard it here first I mean I'm predicting that he will come out at some point I'm predicting he won't <laughs> but anyway what if he's bi who cares I'm, I'm just scared I'm just saying I'm just, I listened to this album and I just went yeah this dude's conflicted and he's that's what he's I don't hear about. any of that and this theory of yours <laughs> is actually Shocking to me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's just again. I, that's how I interpreted. His, people are going to go uh, his his mental state while this. People was on. are going to want to know what your theory is, and they're going to get to this bit, and it's going to not be here because I go like I don't know. I think that might be offensive. I don't think it's offensive. <laughs> I just no. I want him to live his best life, right? And I just I got a funny feeling that he's he's he has lying two children with a beautiful a beautiful Japanese woman. Leave him alone. I don't know if she's beautiful. She might be. <laughs> that's that's terrible. I don't even know what she looks like, but I'm sure she's lovely. Cool, but <laughs> I would just be horrible there for a second. You were, uh, yeah, just for the fun. Um, but it was almost like it was the nineties again, where you're like, this man is secretly gay. No, but I just, I, I'm just saying right now, I really would not be surprised from the, I, the way I saw it was overcompensation in this. He's not overcompensating. All he's saying is that he doesn't want to be with anyone. In fact, if you we go through the lyrics, nearly every song it appears, he's not with any of these people. He's actually terrified of intimacy. Uh, look at look at Pink Triangle, right? He was never with that woman. He never spoke to that woman. Because uh, if he'd spoken to her just once, he'd know that she wasn't fucking gay. The daft fucking four-eyed cunt. Yeah. Did, anyway, he, that's not her. That's him. He Obviously, I don't know if she had glasses or not. And I wear glasses, but yeah. still. I'm still not a cunt. He definitely needs a slap. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. <laughs> but as I say, he's been in... This entire album is a man in imaginary uh, relationships because he's lonely, because he's sitting on a bed with his leg up. Yeah. While going, and it's not going like, he's lonely because he, uh, it's his choice. Yeah. No, but I don't care. People make bad choices. <laughs> what a bad choice listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's a good album. Four stars. I'm not going to say any more about it. I fear that there is worse to come. Yeah, there definitely. So is. I they have, have an album called Ratitude. Of okay, course, there's worse so to come. So I, just so I've got somewhere to go, I'm giving this two stars. See, there was a, wasn't there a cooking show or something that was on YouTube with Goldblum? I definitely watched at least one episode of him doing some sort of cooking thing. I have no idea. If you can, well, I can't I'm sure if, it was, if, if it's called Chef Goldblum, then I'll give him a million pounds. <laughs> I will double. Ch- <laughs> I don't think it was called that. But I can remember. I only watched one episode. I don't know if there was more than that. Um, oh, no, I don't want premium. You 
or owe him a million pounds. <laughs> uh, no, it's um, 50 minutes of Chef Goldblum. I don't know if it was the whole thing. <laughs> and that doesn't seem to be it. Chef Goldblum says hi. <laughs> well, it's only 10 seconds. Oh. Oh, good morning. Hi. 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 I'm Chef Goldblum. <laughs> Pay me. Um, so yeah. Why does it sound like Tim and Eric slash Scott Ackerman has done that? Can I read two tweets from Pamela Anderson from the 11th of April, 2019? Yep. I'm in shock. I couldn't hear clearly what he said. He looks very bad. How could you, Ecuador? Brackets. Because he exposed you. How could you, UK? Of course, uh, you are America's bitch and you need a diversion from your idiotic Brexit bullshit. Tweet two. And the USA, this toxic coward of a president, he needs to rally his base. You are selfish and cruel. You have taken the entire world backwards. You are devils and liars and thieves and you will rot and we will rise. I'm so confused that she's she's pro-Putin, but she's anti-Trump. That's definitely a weird circle in itself. That's... (laughs) But it's... it's, If you were to say to me, or if you were to read that and say, which celebrity wrote those tweets? I don't know. It would be months before I think I would... (laughs) <laughs> I would suggest Pamela Anderson. I'd just be saying other celebrities' <laughs> names for months before that came up. You'd be writing them alphabetically on a wall. Yeah. Could be years. I mean, and she's so she's obviously pro Julian Assange as well. Yeah. Who I thought was pro Trump as well. So that's a weird Venn diagram, too. Fuck that. She just likes really. Really dangerous men. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, Tommy Lee was dangerous because he could smash my teeth out. And Kid Rock was dangerous because he was always drunk while riding tractors. Did she get like hepatitis from him or something? I mean, yes, but I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, but she didn't brag about it. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, she did. Probably. I don't know. You ever seen that videotape? I haven't. No. No. I can see if it was any good. I'll add it to my uh, Netflix queue. (laughs) It's definitely on Netflix. Wheeze it. (laughs) No, I refuse this time. I'm sorry. He's upset me too much. Do you hear that, River? We haven't even got to the bit yet where he he has a list of syllables and he starts to record uh, songs using uh, algorithms he writes on his computer. Yeah, we ain't got there yet. Where he, take, where he was too emotional on this album, so he takes all the humanity away. What did fucking Harvard do to this cunt? <laughs> oh. Oh, Jesus fucking Ugh. Christ. Oh, yeah, your leg thing. Remember you said that before you were going to stand up and you are going to hurt yourself? Yeah. Yeah. It's happening. Remember that. It's happening right now. Cool. Well, don't... <laughs> Oh, it's too late. Wheeze it. 